Alright, what's going on everybody? This is Brandon Gredler and you are now listening to Cocktails and Questions. Podcast where each episode we have two cocktails and answer two questions in the world of technology and business. This episode is brought to us by our friends at Codigo Tequila. By far, they're making my favorite thing going on right now in tequila in their Rosa Tequila, which is perfect for the Texas summer. So for more information, check out Codigo1530.com. In the questions this episode, we talk about our beloved South by Southwest. Is it still relevant? And our friends over at Tasty get into the hardware game. Is that a smart move or not? Help me think about these things, as always, are our friends Ben Gaddis and James Lanyon. So tune in and drink up. This is Cocktails and Questions. All right, we're back. Episode two. We did it. We have two in a row. If we do 100%, one more. One hundred percent better. <laughs> exactly. If we do one more, that's called a streak. <laughs> but we're back. Some things have changed. Uh, what we still have is Codigo Tequila. We still got Ben Gaddis. Still have James Lanyon and myself, Brandon Gredler. Hello. Um, we've upgraded a little bit. Got ourselves a sound engineer. And some microphones. So um, up and recording, taking a look at uh, two, two main things today. Uh, and the, f- uh, the first one being South by Southwest. Is it still relevant? Happens every year in our backyard. Um, love it, hate it, clusterfuck. Uh, is it worth it? I'm looking at James to, to weigh in first here. Is it, is it worth it? You mean, is it? Is it Personally and organizationally is it speaking. Is relevant? Is yep. yep. Um, so I'm going to do what's probably not a popular thing. I'm going to say yes. Uh, I think there's a lot of South by like hating the eyebrows on. raised. Yeah, it's room. like oh, it's like Burning Man or Coachella or some other sort of wasteful waste of my time. I actually really enjoyed South by this last year. I, I had a good time. Um, I thought there was the really solid venue. I thought there was a lot of really good tracks. I think there's a lot that they could work on. I think their their mobile app needs a big big facelift. Um, they're at a point now, right? They're very mature. It's a huge. Um, lift to actually navigate the entire affair, and I don't know that their digital and mobile properties really match that. And since it's South by, you can hold them accountable for that. Um, but I, I, I think it's great, and um, I think if they continue to evolve it and grow it, I think um, it'll continue to be purposeful, and I think people will keep going. Do you think South by has an identity crisis? Because if, if you said, "What is South by for?" I think I could answer that question four years ago, five years ago. But why, why do you come to South by? Well, that's a great question. And so I think. At least from my perspective, um, it's attracted different definitions, right? Like I'm big on South by Interactive. I don't really care much about the film festival. I don't care very much about the music part of it, um, and I don't know that they market it um, that that way. Um, but uh, I think, it's however you take it, which which part of South by you want to go to. So I go to the Interactive Festival. I don't really go to anything else. So you started out by saying this year was was good. Right? I enjoyed this year. So assuming that means other years you didn't enjoy Two years ago, it was a little weird. It was okay. kind of, they lost their way. Uh, if you get, went down on the floor, there was no rhyme, no reason to, there was no uh, theme to what was on the floor. Okay. Like uh, they had uh, a little bit of international. They had some stuff from CRISPR. They had all sorts of weird stuff, but it didn't really add up to much. Um, this last year, I thought they had a really solid showing in VR and a couple of other areas that kind of you gave more value to actually going there as opposed to just going to the parties, which I think is what everybody's chief complaint is these days. It's like you go to South by, you go to for the parties and the bars and all that other stuff, but the the actual festival itself doesn't have as much merit. And I think that's that's where I'm coming from is it hands down best group of people yeah. for what 
we do. So if you're in the technology and marketing space, uh, digital space, there's no six block radius where you're going to find more people who do what you do. And the likelihood of you meeting somebody cool or seeing something interesting is probably the highest at that moment in time. But that relies on a lot of happenstance. And if you're at the right party or where do you go? And what I've seen is that less people are going to the conference and more people are coming just to try to make those connections. And unless you have a game plan, then you can get lost and left behind. So what I've seen is that there's like these veterans who know exactly where they're going to go. They camp out, they've got a spot, they've got the plan. And then you got these other people who come in and they're like, wait a second, you know, how, how did I not just this a miraculous schedule materialize and I meet Elon Musk and I met all like, well, that's what I thought South was supposed to be about. And so I think they, that there's some way that they're going to have to figure out how to evolve just past the programming, because with it being so broad, you can't really get in the programming anymore. How do you make those connections happen a little bit more purposefully? Yeah. I mean, I have a very long history love affair with South by. So Interestingly enough, South by covers my entire career, right? So if you, I started in music and then I went into um, venture capital, went into advertising and technology. So really like that 10 days is a career class reunion for me. So everybody I've met comes to my city for 10 days, right? And I love it. And one of the things that I always think about is a little bit opposite of yours, which is try not to have a plan because I go to South by to become inspired in areas that I, I don't do every day. And to me, that's the value of it. It's not, and you know, people that come into the city from far flung corners and, and it's an expense that their boss has to write off. And I think if you go to South by to learn about things that you do every day, you're kind of missing the point, right? It's, it's, this, it's this ecosystem that exists in the six block radius that allows you to peer into other, what other people do for a living and then bring back, right? I think if you're sending somebody if you're if you are a marketer and you're sending somebody all the way to Austin, you're absorbing the expense to meet CRM salespeople. You don't need to come, Mm-mm. right? But yeah. if you want to know, understand how technologies are being applied that can power your CRM, great, no brainer, mm-hmm. do it. You know, I think like, are we being fair, right? Like, I look two years ago, I went to go see Stephen Wolfram do the keynote. That's like once in a lifetime. Stephen Wolfram is a prodigious genius. He's so much so that like one of those people that draws ire from other geniuses, right? Like it's he's amazing. Did you and say prodigious and ire? I did. I said it. And but but that does not that's not buzzword. First rule of questions. Just no because it's a sophisticated word doesn't mean it's a buzzword. <laughs> it's usually the exact opposite. Um, so the buzzword rule is not in effect at this moment. But no, I mean it was amazing, and I just sat there and took the whole thing, and that made the entire conference worth going. Now flip side, I do think that there is some gaming of headlines at some of these smaller presentations where you get in and you wait in this massive line and it's like this the same show i went to go see the future of the smart home and it was a plug from the ceo of irobot on how their vacuum is going to be the key to a smart smarter mapping <laughs> fantastic like he, he stopped just short of having them for sale on the way out you should buy this it really <laughs> sucks you're just kind of like uh well, it's kind of detracted from the Wolfram piece. But no, I mean, I still think it's great. I still think it's worth going if you know what you're looking for. The other thing I will say, too, and this is something you guys might have seen, but I haven't seen, I think it would help, is nobody's really figured out how to hack South By, right? Like, it's still just sort of this big slog. 
and a couple years ago we talked about that app which is like swap by which you can go and like oh i forgot this well it's like a community where you can like trade stuff and things like that mm-hmm. i didn't have to pay for swap by this last year i was an innovation advisory board member and i gotta be honest it wasn't that hard to get on you know or in, to do and i got a free um platinum badge i mean i think that would be really cool the, the behind the scenes guide of like how to really hack soft by and, and really find what you want have you guys seen that no, it exists in email chains and websites and Twitter feeds kind of on an annual basis because the, to your point about or your point about what happens in the halls, what I've seen is this other economy that springs up around South by. So there's South by official and then there's the actual South by, right? Um, and they've done some they've done some things you can kind of feel it as a member where they they'll up the entrance and the people that are allowed to come and it gets really swollen and then it's a terrible experience and they'll drop it back down the next year a lot like ACL does the same deal yeah. um, and so you get these official numbers that they put out about economic impact and the number of people that travel but there's no real way to track it right because a lot of the stuff that I've found most inspiring over the years is an unofficial random thing or a random encounter with somebody at a bar Mm-hmm. Right? Or somebody, somebody at an unofficial meetup. So I don't know, man. It, it, it's interesting to to hack it. I think if you could aggregate all like the tips and tricks, you know, I've been going to everyone since '98, I think. Um, you get people like me and people like you and get them together and get the get the list going. But I've not seen one that. I mean, twenty five dollars replied to all parties, things like that. But that's yeah. it. So go back to that question. So what is South by for? You said it's for. It's not for people who are coming to get better at their day job yeah, right? and learn about the things they do every day. It's to get inspired. Uh, so who is it best for? You know, I don't actually know. Just for me, it's about the inspiration, right? I think I'm fortunate enough to where um, I can go inspired because I do different things every day. I'm not saying it's not valuable for that marketing manager from Oklahoma, the reality is they might need things like that. I'm just saying personally, I don't go to learn about the things that I do. Mm-hmm. I go to learn about things that everybody else does. Um, but I think, I think it is for people that need to get out of that rut, right? And either it's either horsepower in their day-to-day or it's inspiration outside. Um, if you look at it like that, I think you can't fail. If your job is recruiting entry-level skinny jeans models, Yep. This is the event for you. Like, <laughs> well, it depends. It depends on the week, right? No, like, gotta be honest with you. Like, you sit there and hand out your business card. Like, hi, I'm James. I'm in your line of work. I like your jeans. Like, in reality, that's that's the thing I think it's really most purposeful for. Do you remember the year when we had hipster bingo? I do. Oh, it's fantastic. Tell me about like, that. Uh, you had a bingo card, and we did like a booze tour through town on the duck boats. Yeah, and you had to uh, spot us like the guy with the skinny jeans, the Jordans, the beard. Uh, like the handkerchief in his back pocket. 15 minutes. In oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody finished it in about five minutes. It was fantastic. I think I should nominate a corporate policy that anybody who represents this company at South By and does a good job of representing the company at South By should get three free days to recover afterwards. I mean, if you really do it right, you need it's a already an unofficial policy. And if you look at this place afterwards, it's a full ghost town. They, they, didn't, they didn't tell you that? Yeah. You missed that? Was it? I, I, I haven't been reading. What about you, man? So you you look at this stuff and people come and they, they ask, you know, I, w- I want this money to send these people and here's why it's going to be worth it. And so you're coming at it from a different angle. Can you answer your same questions, right? So at the original question, is it still worth it? And then who do you think it's correct for? I think it's correct for people who are going to make it 
what they want it to be. So uh, if you just if it's somebody who expects to go in and that there's a learning track and a, and a um, I don't know, a, a track that's going to connect you with people in your industry, you're just going to leave severely disappointed. And I think sometimes we send people and they come back and they're like, yeah, I learned a couple of things. And then there's other people who go in there like, this was life changing. Yeah. And the difference is they suck it up and they decide this is going to be the best four days of my life. And I'm going to leave a full ghost. I'm just going to be, yeah, I'm going to be hungover. I'm going to be so tired and, but I'm going to go to everything and I'm not going to bitch about standing in line. I'm not going to be upset because I didn't get to see Obama. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to have a yep. plan going in. I'm going to know that that plan is going to blow up halfway through and then I'm going to be totally okay with it. Yep. And I, I have something that I want to learn. So I think that when people go in and they just look at the schedule, you're going to be overwhelmed. So you got to pick something. And last year it was AI and it was uh, chat bots and all, you know, so you got, you, you know, they're going to be big topics, but you probably need to pick one of those and then something else that you're interested in. That's a little bit fringe, you know, on the fringe. And, and if you do that and you go all out, then I definitely think it's worth it because I think they, you know, we are probably pretty hard on the South by guys. You know, we, we've seen it go up and down, but they put together so much content that you, you can make you can make it an epic lifetime experience if you really go yeah it's, a, it's it. definitely like a choose your own adventure and you you hit on three things or well, two of them which is one make a plan two immediately blow it up right you should you do yourself a service get some idea of what's going on and then be willing to abandon it at any moment and the third one I always tell people to say yes and, and which you touched on with your attitude right just go into it I'm gonna get dehydrated but right around the corner is free booze and free water. And tacos, right? And if you, like, <laughs> I'm going after this thing, and we're gonna go get it. I think it's, I think it can be successful. You know, a lot of people that go and they have shitty times, kind of makes me look at the person and say, well, it's probably a user error. Right? Yeah, you know what? I think that's a really fair statement. And I think when you come down, especially if it's your first time and you're young and you haven't been to a major technology or, or cultural venue like that, it's a little overwhelming. And on top of it, you don't make the sort of connections you guys are talking about. And you're like, oh, I paid all this money. You know, I probably could have watched some YouTube videos and gotten the same thing. But in reality, it's about being part of the vibe. Like when we were doing that presentation down at the Hyatt last year, I just sat there for like three hours that Saturday morning and just took it in. Yeah. And I did bump into one or two people, but it is like a lot about the vibe and a lot about just feeding off the energy of what's going on. Because if you, if you go with it and you kind of just roll with South by, you're in a good place. If you try and force South by, you'll walk away very, very unhappy. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the reasons it's my favorite holiday is how I refer to it. <laughs> it's for, for a very short period of time, our beloved jewel of a city grows up into a real city and you watch it, right? And you can feel it. There's trucks everywhere. Now, like, you know, I don't want to say there's cabs everywhere because that's ridiculous, but Ubers, like everyone, you watch the fashions come and go. And it's like our city in our backyard transforms and don't even recognize it. Speaking of which, do you know what awesome. they're really going to mix up by? The gondola. You guys see that thing in the States this year? Yeah, <laughs> it's all for mass transportation. It's going to be the gondola yeah. over the river. Can you imagine all these hungover people like gondoliering I can. <laughs> over to the downtown convention. I can't imagine that. Just like funny. pissed off looking in, like, in a gondola. That was When I saw that in the States, man, that was the first thing that came to mind. It was like all of these like 28-year-olds like trying to get tattoo removal looked up on their <laughs> iPhone. They're hanging with their feet dangling off the gondola Good, trying man. to selfie or something like that. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. So final count, 
South by Southwest. We didn't ask the most important question. What's that? You mentioned Obama. Is Trump going to present? What is that? Is Trump going to present South by like he did at the Boy Scouts? Like Obama. It was like Elon and then Obama and then Cory Booker and then Trump. (laughs) Yeah. I think so. That would be be huge. Yeah. I only stopped for Trump tacos, right? So I stopped. I got some day with the best tacos. I had the best tacos. That would be the ballsiest thing, though, ever if you just rolled in. I mean, Obama came in to like that. That is like his den, right? I mean, it's like all his people. Yeah. and then Trump would have to come in. That would be like, I think Air Force One would have to come in like really hot. You know, I mean, it's <laughs> like, yeah, I, but that is a, I mean, it's like such a hostile group, but uh, I don't know. So if he was going to give a presentation, if Trump's going to give a presentation, what would that, what would that be on? That's a great question. Probably cyber reality hacking. walls or something cyber like hacking. that. Cyber, yeah, you know, cyber that's security. That's a good point. My good friend Vladimir, like his <laughs> thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Remember when they had, uh, oh, what's his name from the Ecuadorian embassy? Snowden. Or oh, no, Assange. Julian Assange, right? Yeah. They just, yeah. Putin and that. Trump do we a co presentation. We can get Trump to do a Skype. All right. Uh, Done. And it's just like a that's room. our submission. Yeah. You got a guy, Subtle plug. You got a guy. You call a guy. Make it happen. We can make it happen. All right. Yeah. Done. Scarmucci? Did he show up? Yes, Twitter Scarmucci. <laughs> okay. And uh, see if he wants Ryan's 45. He may need some uh, money after this week. He may I need love a job. It, man. All right. Um, so the consensus is we love South by, but to the original question, is it still relevant? Go around the horn, James. Is it still relevant to individuals and organizations who send individuals? Absolutely. If you know what you're looking for. Got it. Yes, it's relevant. Um, you got to have a plan. Uh, and But I do think that the organizers can do a better job of trying to make the rest of South by outside of the sessions a little bit more cohesive. Agreed. Um, and I'll go yes. Yes all around. I mean, like I said, I have a long-lasting love affair. It's not going to end anytime soon. I'm already looking forward to 2018. Um, and that's it. Cool. All right. Question number two, cocktail number two. Back again with Codigo and LaCroix. Uh, moving on. Question number two comes from the world of BuzzFeed in the way of Tasty. Um, they came out with a little piece of hardware in support of all of their Tasty recipes. You guys seen it? It's a all-in-one uh, sort of smart cooking device. The Tasty One Top. That's it. And I got, I'll say right now, so the question is, is it a smart move? And I'll say right now, super smart move, and I love it. Yeah, super. I excited. think so. I looked at it and I thought this is going to be the dumbest shit I've seen this week, <laughs> right? And same thing with like Snap Spectacles, yes, like both of those. But I think both of them, if you think about what they did, they start with software, uh, they start with uh, with essentially a social network and build up this user base and monetize it through advertising. But then you've got these people who are living and breathing this stuff. It makes a ton of sense after I looked through it how easy it is, the way it's designed, the fact that it ties into the recipes. Um, it can do sous vide. It can do all kinds of stuff down to like keeping the temperature within one degree Fahrenheit. Uh, and there's the thermometer that actually can measure the internal temperature of some of the meat. I mean, I think it is going to, for a millennial group who, I mean, millennials in general, they want everything, but they won't have to do any of the work. Oh, it's perfect, oh, right? Yeah. I said it. I said fair. it because I'm, I'm one year past a millennial, yes. I think. Well, then, so, yeah. yeah. So screw those guys. <laughs> Mr. Landing James. That's <laughs> caught me up there shaking a little sip and you made me a little 
So um, I, I think I concur. I don't know. Like, I always take everything BuzzFeed does with a grain of salt because they're very spread thin. Because you took a quiz and it told you I that? I did, yeah. and it told me yeah. I was Hodor. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> never forget. Just never, never forgive BuzzFeed for that. <laughs> um, but apparently I do score 100 out of 100 on Do I Know Austin Culture. So, um, no, in reality, I think it's really interesting. Um, I've been waiting for one of these companies to actually pull it off. And this is the first time I looked at it and said, eh. You know, if you see it over in Bed Bath & Beyond, like I could actually see myself like, oh, yeah, well, let's go and let's look at this. Like it looks like a viable product. The reality is GE backed them on this. And so they actually had some real design talent. They had some actual like engineering minds that go, well, if this is what you really want to do, you know, this is how you do it. Um, to your point, I do think it's more for the young urban single. I don't think it's going to be like proliferating in new custom build homes or anything like that anytime soon because in reality it makes dinner for one person but i think it's really cool um and i and i think it will be interesting because if they pull this off they will do the one thing that all of the other sort of dot com slash buzzfeedy companies have done which is actually extend beyond content right like that will be a huge feat it'll be almost as if they're breaking the sound barrier for one of these type of companies so i'm interested to see how it turns out i agree um but i disagree and and like I think it's a I think it's a great entry point. So the the single serve sort of deal, I can see them in luxury homes, right? So as this generation comes up, I can see like custom cooktops. There's a couple of things going on in the in the world of cooking. What um, is the, like these single sort of burner styles that allow like greater control over food? Um, and then what they've done, and you guys have heard me talk about it all the time, is tools for tools and things like that, and shortening the distance from inspiration to execution. And the fact that they're taking all of these cooking techniques, none of which anybody below the age of 17 gives a shit about, can't even spell sous vide, right? Doesn't matter. And they've packed it into a simple, easy to execute thing, presumably. I haven't put my hands on it yet, but I signed up, $149 or something like that. So what you're going to see is like, it's almost, it reminds me of what happened to music where like all the tools to make music became simple and easy. And now all of a sudden you get this wave of, Cooking and now tools, a DJ. Basically. Yeah, that, actually, and you that, are a DJ. That hey, really hurts. I can't argue that you're not. That hurts because I'm still like a horrible music. <laughs> like, I have no, like, despite all the advances in technology, I still and can't then, do shit. And what they did is, if you look at the a brand extension, it makes total sense, man. So I, I ran some quick numbers, um, just looking at Tasty. So if you've ever watched Tasty on YouTube, you can know you can watch it for damn near three days and not watch the same video mm-hmm. twice. So I was just curious. Um, so it took them something like 15 months to generate over 2,000 original recipes. It's like, oh, that's, that's weird. What does that mean? That means 186 recipes a week for 15 months straight, which gets into two, 26 and a half recipes a day. These guys are cranking wow. out. So when we, we kind of bag on them for you know, their quizzes and stuff like that, which I'm, I'm right there with you. But they kind of revolutionized clickbait they brought back from like the 60s and 70s the overhead cam cooking mm-hmm. thing that I used to watch when I was a kid. And they've perfectly aligned themselves, in my mind, with like a product extension of their core business. Yeah. Super smart, man. They did. And then I think when you take a product like that and where I'm interested is they were able to, they took the 30-second explainer video, they sped everything up, and they created this thing that now every food Every restaurant, every company is trying to emulate. Mm-hmm. They, they, everybody, I mean, our clients will say, can we do that tasty-like thing? And what people love about it is they can take a five-hour recipe and break it down into, you know, 
six, five second explainer steps. And what they've done with the product is now it will tell you if you're going to braise the carrots. I don't even know. Is that a real thing? Do you braise? I'm just, yeah, yeah. Shit we'll go with here, it. But yeah. you, so you're going to braise the carrots. It'll say like drop the butter in and it'll set the timer for six seconds. It'll turn it up to the right uh, temperature and then it'll give you a push notification and say, now drop in the carrots. And I mean, that, that for a millennial who wants to be able to do what they saw on Tasty and take all the steps away, I think that's kind of a revolutionary deal. I don't know if it's going to work that well. Yeah. But then they're going to do that and they're going to have 1,700 recipes come out of that. So imagine, you know, you can dial down to the type of food that you want and be able to cook it that way in the style that you want. I think it's but cool. Let me dissent real quick because the other, the, the back end of this, and I think this is a really key question, not just for tasty, but like for this mode of thinking, right? Like this whole idea, let's create a tool that actually removes all error. Where's the learning? Like, how do you actually learn to cook for yourself? Right, and that—that's where I argue against myself. If, I mean, on episode one of cocktails and questions, I talked about how much I enjoy cooking, right? Because it's the one thing that takes into account all the senses, and I don't think it's ultimately for people like me because you can't take that away from me. But on a weeknight, come home from work, if that thing is there, and I don't have to think about the temperature because the dog's this and the dog's that, like what, and I can just. Isn't kinda, that what your microwave's really for? Like in reality, like that's gross. A microwave cannot achieve the perfection that this thing claims to. It claims to do, mm-hmm. like in reality, and so so that Pinterest, like, like would show you like how much disappointment comes from like looking at Pinterest. Things. I'm like, suspending disbelief for now, and I'm going to believe it. their product. It, but I think there's, there is a larger trend. It, I do ask like. How do people learn to become great at stuff if all of the agony of making mistakes is removed? I'm just going to overthink this for a second. I don't think it's for those people, though. I think this thing is for people that... So we we deal with clients that are in this world, whether it be restaurants or grocery chains or whatever. And we've done a lot of research on do you cook? How do you cook? Where do you cook? How do you source the, all this stuff? There's kind of two camps. There's people that are either... Or there's three, I guess. There's people that really enjoy it and do it all the time. There's people that reluctantly do it, and there's people that are admittedly scared to do it, and so they never will. And I think that's what that third one is what this thing satisfies for. And that's people a that's a growing large market of people. Yeah, I think it, I think it is for it's for that group. But I also think that the mistakes are what keep those people from actually trying it. And so if you can get through it once, I mean, I honestly, if I got a pan out right now and it said melt the butter. I'd be screwed. I'd be like, okay, I just turn it up as high as possible, high as possible. and just burn that shit. Right. But you know, there's there's a way you do it. I can't explain how you do it, but now I got this hundred and forty nine dollar thing coming in November, and hopefully it'll do it for me, right? But I think that that if you do that once, you're gonna understand a little bit. You'll get a little bit more confidence. It's like an easy bake oven, kind of. Yes. There we go. That was their inspiration. Not for the easy bake oven. Brownies baked by light bulb power. <laughs> Perfect, man. So where does it go from because they they start a software company and then they start to build out this ecosystem. Uh, I was trying to think of other people who do it. You know, Snap did it with Spectacles, uh, which is trying to get people. Yeah, which who knows how that thing's going. But who else? Are there other examples of that um, that, that have worked? Oh, see, that's the caveat, right? Yeah. Other people try. Yeah, the, the worked part. I mean... Google Glass comes to mind immediately. I think a lot of it comes down to persistence, though, because if you look at Amazon, they had a lot of misfires prior to getting to yeah. the Alexa, right? Like you did, what was this, that wand that they had that they came out with that was yeah. hysterical, right? And so they're like, now, Fire granted, Phone. Yes, yes. Like they 
they have as many misses as they have wins. I think Jeff Bezos' greatest uh, trick has been relieving his company of having to beat earnings estimates. Richest but, man in the world recently. Yeah, Not well, yeah. Anymore. Oh, it was only for a little bit, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. is he always Bill back on top? Yeah. Okay, good. He owes me some money. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was a little worried about that. Might have to um, kneecap him. No, but I look at it and like, if you have, it's not whether or not this will work. It's whether or not they have the wherewithal to continue to attempt the space, right? Like very yeah. rarely do you get it right out of the gate. It's whether or not you have enough initial success that you get a little bit of appeal with the markets that you're talking about, Brandon, which is the like you identify somebody who sees the value in it. And then on top of it, they give you enough feedback where you're like, oh, okay, well, what if we did this? And what if we did this? And what if we did this? Yeah, I think the the Google Google getting into phones, software into hardware, right? Same same thing with Amazon. Like, you know, we got books from A to Z. And oh, by the way, here's this uh, all, all seeing, all hearing thing that's in your house now. That's one. And then I paused it first, but when you were talking, I remember that there's another company out there that I love a lot, a very similar space. Uh, it's called Chef Steps. Right, so it's one of the one of my favorite websites for food that um, takes really higher level cooking techniques and breaks it down into just fantastic videos, content, and all this stuff. And they did it for a while. I told anybody who would listen to me about Chef Steps, and then they came out with the hardware, and it's called Jewel. And um, sous vide. It, it's a sous vide. Yeah, spelled it. Yep. So there you go. It's a sous vide uh, piece of hardware, and uh, I forgot about them. But for for what I know, they're doing successful. I just wonder if this is just a, it's, is it a hobby? I, I think sure. so many of these companies are doing so well. Like they're driving so many users and they're like, you know, we've got millions of people that are following us on Instagram every day for 149 bucks. We could just sell them some shit. So what can we make <laughs> up? And then they just go out and do it. But is it a real business? This one feels like it might be in between and it could be, but when you're a software company and you go into hardware, you got to be really committed to that. And the fact that they had GE on yeah, board is helpful and probably going to deliver a good product. But are they going to be able to commit to that? And is it a reason for people to come back to Tasty, so a real ecosystem play? Or is it just a revenue thing? I mean, does it have to be a, a sustainable thing or can it be a pop every two years, right? Could be. Does it, do they have to get involved with this? one top for the life of the consumer? Or can I just capture a small percentage of the people of, of my universe, which is huge, uh, milk them for 150 bucks, and then I'll figure it out two years from now. Right? I, I think the involvement of GE is promising um, because one thing that we talk about all the time, you can't build shit products anymore, especially with this Target. You're talking about BuzzFeed and Tasty. If you get it wrong, they're going to roast your ass, mm -hmm. and they're never going to let you forget about it. Right, so I'd be interested interested to see what the long play is. I don't know. I, I mean, <clears throat> I look at somebody like BuzzFeed. In I think we're in good times right now, good economic times, and so that that creates a certain amount of float. Because of Trump, right? <laughs> <laughs> I knew that would get you. Thanks. No, I um, I think I think there's still there's a lot of economic buoyance that allows okay businesses to do well, right? And I think BuzzFeed's one is an okay business that's doing well. And I can't decode whether or not they're looking down the road and saying, you know, we really have to diversify. Well, how do we diversify? Oh, let's go make actual things for the kitchen. Because it would make sense. Like it's a core equity, mm -hmm. right? I don't know where the rest of their business goes in terms of turning a digital concept into a physical manifestation. I, I don't think Lad Bible is going to go out and start making Bibles. You know, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think anything like that. But I do think that, you know, it's going to set a bad precedent if they do this. And then they, they, you only get one shot. 
right? And if they do this and they pull back and they're like, oh, yeah, it was just a lark, they don't get to do this again. So I think they're in or they're out. And I hope they stay in. Does it have something to do with um, like their march towards going public, right, as a, as a media company? I would actually argue that this is a bad idea for like if I'm if I'm an analyst mm-hmm. and I'm looking at their core business and all of a sudden CEO is like rubber stamping like, hey, let's go make a microwave or hey, let's go make a smoker. <laughs> like, like it's Hot like, soccer proxy. Well, what, what would be another BuzzFeed product they could do that's not food related, right? I just can imagine the Exactly. Yeah. Or by the way, our new board game series, right? Like, oh no. There was a meme about that uh, with uh, Snaps hot dancing hot dog. Snaps taking a bath in the market, and it's like I can I can imagine the board meeting. We can get up there and say, I've got it all figured out. This dancing hot dog. Well, I mean, someone greenlighted the return of Zima, right? I'm going to go back to this over and over again. Anytime (laughs) every podcast, exactly, exactly like, hey, by the way. I have this great idea. We're going to bring Zima back. Oh, it's genius. It's the sort of counterintuitive move the market's not waiting for, right? Like, and so maybe there's a little bit of that afoot. Um, but it, like, again, to your point, we'll know really quickly as soon as we see things streaming on social media. Like if these things start catching fire, right? Like a Samsung phone, it's going to be over real quick. That <laughs> would not be good. I do think that there is an interesting trend here of taking basic products. I mean, this is... The most basic thing, like every... It's a hot plate. It's a hot plate. Every all kid had that in college. And now you just add a little bit of connectivity. You tie all the smarts to an app. And all it's really doing is it's just turning itself up and down. There's nothing really that smart about it. You can charge $149 for it. I mean, the thing can't take that much to actually build. There's got to be a pretty decent margin on it. But taking simple experiences and making them smart... And then layering on what you do really well, which is the recipes. Like that's the big that's part, the part that they do and the breaking down of those recipes. Uh, I think we're going to see a lot more of that. And that part will be interesting. So what can you do that is not crazy technology and doesn't take so much design to get into and leverage your core? But you know what's really interesting about this is actually it feeds into personal health tracking. Because finally, there's a mechanism that might know at least some of the meals. Like, that's the biggest obstacle to personal health tracking is caloric input, where you're like, look, I know how many steps I took today, but I'm not going to go to the trouble of burning another calorie to tell you what the components of my ham sandwich were so you can figure out within a margin of error of 20% whether or not, like, I had a fatty lunch or not. Like, food tracking is a big part of it. So I think that would be a really interesting spinoff. Like, if you can connect this to your Fitbit app, and it at least has some sense of what you're eating for dinner, or lunch or something like that. If you can actually go and get smart appliances that are tracking your food, there's a wellness play there that I think actually has a lot of upside that they could get into. I think one of the part of the visions is that you can tell it what recipe you're making, right? Yeah, that's exactly how yeah, it works. You it, tell it what recipe and it just does it for you. And so then it has all of the caloric and your macros yeah. and your micros and all that shit going on and you start to get push notifications to move your ass or, hey, you're doing really great or whatever it might be. But back to... You know, you threw back to the original podcast, so will I. Um, one of the reasons I do like this, and you brought it up, making simple things smart, right? Um, even the Google Glass, like you don't need shit like that. But back to the first podcast when we were talking about food, you have to eat, right? It's a sustained thing. And if you get it right, it's going to be used every single day. And it's going to make your life better. And it's going to have an impact far greater than something that you can choose to put on your face or not. I like it, man. 
I think it's interesting. I saw another one and I can't remember the name, but it's, it's a glorified microwave. It's like $400 and, but it's taking the blue apron model where they send you, think about it as like a really high uh, yeah, end yeah, yeah. TV dinner and it's $12.99 per serving, but it's super healthy. You can pick from all of these different things. You throw it in this convection oven type thing and in 10 minutes it's ready to go. So I'm wondering if we, you know, are these guys, are, are, are they going too far by breaking down the steps or are we going to skip that step? And now you just come back to like gourmet microwave the, the dinners. Jetsons are the back to the future yeah. dehydrated meal. So you guys remember the iCat? You probably don't. Right, right, right when uh, the, the internet was starting to take off, papers were trying to figure out exactly what they were going to do about this. They all had a heads up. Not that they've done much about it, but they all had a heads up. <laughs> I had a heads up and, and there watched was this thing you could buy called the iCat and they would include a barcode with the article and you would use the iCat, which was a peripheral to your PC and you would scan the barcode and it would pull up the article on your browser. Right. And there's this whole idea of can we bring the digital anytime you're trying to solve both ends of the equation, which is like, hey, how do we connect print to online and how do we also enable people to con so that's the whole thing mm -hmm. with the food and the microwave, yep. right? Like solve one point or the other. Otherwise, like if you're trying to solve both ends of the yep. equation, it's usually a sign that you're you need to do some more work. Your uh, your fancy microwave thing reminded me. Do you guys remember that that juice squeeze company? Zero. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they just laid off 20% of their staff last week. Well, yeah, because they didn't need a staff. All you need is your two mittens to squeeze yeah. the juice back. Like, <laughs> it's, like it's like a bag of pulp that you put in this $400 machine, and it makes supposedly makes great juice. They found out, I think Bloomberg did, that yeah. you don't need the machine. All you do is you just squeeze <laughs> the bag, and it makes the juice himself. And, it's perfect. Yeah. Good out and, the middleman. And all the investors were like, are you kidding me? We didn't know about this. And so they just fired 20% of their staff and they're moving. Uh, well, I didn't like, think about it them. when I was talking about the product design earlier. I mean, that's a perfect example. If you get like the internet's smart, man. You know, the the wisdom of the crowds type shit. I mean, if one person's on to you, like, good luck. Right. Right. And in that entire company, good luck again. Right. Like, what are you gonna do? You're gonna do a dancing hot dog now? Because you got nothing, right? Your hardware's gone. All you do is deliver frozen vegetables and fruit to your door. Juice bags. Yep. No, I'm out. So but the tasty you... one top. Verdict? Absolutely. Smart. I love it. And I actually can't wait to get mine. Tem tempered expectations, but slightly optimistic. I think it's going to work. All right. Hey, man, you always say no fence sitters. Don't be a fence sitter. I'm not. Like I said, I'm uh, okay. slightly to the right on this one. So. All right. Hey, can, I, can I actually raise a point real quick before we go? Please. I think it's really important to note that we did not have one single instance of buzzword abuse today. We Correct. did not have to pull out the buzzword buzzer once. I think that shows promise. That brings progress. me up. To bring, reminds me of something. So of buzzwords, I had one come to mind earlier this week. Probably buzzwords floating around in your head. If you could explode a buzzword. And just like not hear it again. Do you got? Do you have one? Or maybe not exploded. That's a little harsh, but just one that you're over right now. Transformation. Ooh. Oh God, paradigm. I heard that come up again the other day. <laughs> it's like really, we're still saying that. I'm going with dark social. I'm not, dark social. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, I can't stand it because it turns out people know how to use the internet and they talk yeah. to each other. Don't worry about it. Drives me nuts. All right. So episode two, Cocktails and Questions. Ben Gaddis, James Lanyon, thank you guys so much for your time. Cannot wait to do it again. It's one of my favorite things I do all week. Uh, see y'all next time. All right. Bye. Have a great weekend.